0: ted audio collective how much are you willing to pay to save your own life this is a question that countless americans are forced to ask themselves every year the u.s boasts the most profitable market for prescription drugs of all developed countries earning nearly 350 billion dollars in 2020 a tenfold increase since 1980 when pharmaceutical spending, advertising, and marketing trends changed course for retail pharmaceuticals. The vast majority of drug spending is concentrated on diseases like diabetes, heart disease, arthritis, and cancer. But for 18 million Americans, especially those who are lower income or nearing Medicare age, Affording medication each month for these critical and chronic diseases becomes a game of how long can I hold on to my life so that I can rally up the resources to pay for my prescription. A host of new companies have sprung up with big ideas for how we can provide relief to these millions of Americans who can't afford to wait for the U.S. Senate to pass drug price legislation. Free drug coupon platform GoodRx tracks pharmacy prices and helps patients save at the counter. Even billionaire Mark Cuban is in on the action, having launched Cost Plus, an online generic prescription pharmacy and delivery company, which boasts price transparency and white label manufacturing. While those ideas seek to lower the price of drugs, another idea is about redistributing waste to bring down the price points for drugs. Today's talk from entrepreneur Kia Williams is about her company, Serum, which reimagines medicine as a match.com for surplus medication. I hope you enjoy Williams' approach to solving a deep societal healthcare challenge. I'll be back after the talk to profile another company that's pursuing the same kind of reduced complexity to connect one vulnerable population without resources with another powerful necessity that's also seeing unprecedented costs
1: Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy.
2: This show is brought to you by Schwab. You're here because you like to keep a pulse on trends in technology. Well, now you can invest in what's trending, in artificial intelligence, big data, robotic revolution, and more with Schwab Investing Themes. It's an easy way to invest in ideas you believe in. Schwab's research process uncovers emerging trends, then their technology curates relevant stocks into themes. Choose from over 40 themes, buy all the stocks in a theme as is, or customize to better fit your investing goals, all in a few clicks. Schwab Investing Themes is not intended to be investment advice, or a recommendation of any stock or investment strategy. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematicinvesting.
0: Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click, click, click. Writer's block? release with canva magic right magical stress less and save time at canva.com designed for work
3: canva. want to dive into how technology and black spirituality intersect
0: or confront
3: the challenges new tech is
0: creating maybe even catch a vision of hope for the future check out moral repair a black exploration of tech A podcast about the innovations that make our world and break our societies. And how we can
3: all heal just a bit. Available on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Every day in this country, families are forced to make impossible choices when it comes to their health care. Like Kimberly, who said, There was times I had to choose between my food and my pills. It wasn't luxury stuff because I didn't make that much. It was like, can I get shampoo or conditioner? Things you take for granted. And Debbie, who said, you put your medicine in one hand, your living costs in the other. Okay, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to get my medicine or am I going to pay my bills? Well, I can't live without my medicine, but I can't live if I don't pay my bills. 10,000 people die every month in this country because they don't take the medicine that they need. More people die from not taking medications than opioid overdoses and car accidents combined. But you can't take medicine if you can't afford it. Today, the average household spends $3,000 a year on medications. About a third of folks who are uninsured said that they stopped taking medicine as prescribed because of cost. Even folks with insurance, if they make under $35,000 a year, half of them report skipping the medications if their insurance doesn't cover it. So there are 10 million adults like Kimberly and like Debbie who are forced to make impossible choices every day. We all know that prescription drug prices are too high, and our healthcare system, that makes some folks uninsured and other folks underinsured, doesn't prioritize people who need access now and need medications now. 10 million, it's a big number, but it's also a solvable number because there's also 10 billion dollars of perfectly good, unused medication that goes to waste. So this is an injustice on two sides, people not getting the medicine that they need to survive and to thrive, and that very same medication being sent to a medical waste incinerator to be destroyed. This waste is unconscionable, but it also offers an opportunity. I started Serum, a not-for-profit technology company with my co-founders, Adam and George, to turn discarded medications into a lifeline. We may not be able to fix all the ways in which our healthcare system is failing us, but we can fix this one. Medications come from manufacturers and wholesalers who have safety stock, and when it's short dated, they destroy it. It also comes from healthcare facilities like hospitals, pharmacies, and nursing homes who end up with surplus when a patient stops taking medication or when they pass away. We can use this untapped source of medications to supply all 10 million people who need medications, and we can do this today. Serum gets surplus medications by putting recycling bins into these hundreds of facilities that have surplus. They fill the bin, and when the box is full, Serum initiates a courier pickup to pick up that medication, and we handle the shipping the tracking, the manifest, and the tax receipt. Medicine donors wanna donate because it's actually cheaper and easier than the highly regulated medicine destruction process. And there are strong tax incentives to actually donate. We then deliver those donated medications to people who need it. A new prescription comes in and our platform matches that patient need with the inventory that's available. Our platform then generates a warehouse pick list, the medications are picked, and the prescriptions filled. We are building the 21st century pharmacy experience that low-income families deserve. Patients can register in under five minutes and have access to over 500 different medications, a stable list of medications for everything from heart disease to mental health conditions actually representing over 75% of all prescriptions prescribed in the United States today. We also partner with a network of doctors, nurses, and case managers at community health centers and free clinics that refer patients to the service. We make it as easy for these healthcare providers to have a prescription filled with donated medications as it is to send a prescription to a local pharmacy. And patients can pick up medications on-site at one of our partners or have medications delivered directly to their home. By circumventing the traditional supply chain, we're able to offer flat, transparent pricing, about $2 for a month's supply of most medications. And that allows a predictable, affordable price that folks can actually budget for. We've already supplied enough medication for 150,000 people, but we can do more. Our goal is to reach 1 million people with approaching a billion dollars of unused medicine in the next five years, scaling our program to 12 states. At this scale, we can actually cover communities that are home to 40% of the 10 million people who lack consistent, affordable access. Our direct service to one million people will drive price competition for so many more. Walmart launched one of the only price innovations in pharmacy in 2006 by offering a limited list of medications for a flat fee of $4. This sparked incredible change. It sparked competitors to offer other lists and price match guarantees. By targeting transparent affordable medications into these new states, we can actually drive regional price competition that drives down the prices for entire low-income communities. Our healthcare system is complex. It is daunting. It feels impossible to make headway, but we can completely reimagine medicine access by using surplus medications as a beachhead to force change into this multi-billion dollar industry, we can create radical access to medications based on a fundamental belief that people who live in one of the wealthiest nations in the world can and should have access to medicine that they need to survive and to thrive. I do not pretend to have all the answers to fix all of the problems in our healthcare system, but getting medications to the millions of people who need it to live a healthy life, saving medicine to save lives, that is something we can do today. Thank you.
0: Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. if you're not a wealthy person in this country it seems like you have two choices die of a drug overdose or die of a drug underdose the overdose issue has gotten a great deal of attention the last few years and for good reason but kia's talk demonstrates how desperate the underdose situation is given that the protection of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is written into the founding documents of this country, you'd think that this kind of substantial harm would be something that the government itself would be taking a more aggressive approach on, especially since so much pharmaceutical research and development happens with money from the government. That's taxpayer money. Shouldn't taxpayers have access to the fruits of that research? Kia's solution is, as with much digital innovation these days, to cut out the middleman and achieve a greater efficiency in the distribution and matching of drug patients. But as I wrote in my book, Upper Hand, one outcome of the proliferation of digital technologies built by wealthy elites is that so many individuals are not able to access the resources they need because the tools are fundamentally not built for them. The asymmetry between supplies of surplus drugs and needy patients is another riff on a much older asymmetry. One that's been around in some way for hundreds or even thousands of years. The asymmetry between surplus food and those who are going hungry. In this country, supposedly one of the wealthiest on the planet, 108 billion pounds of food is thrown away every year. That's 130 billion meals enough to feed the entire population for years. And since the government has not meaningfully solved this marketplace friction either, a whole spectrum of private and nonprofit organizations have sprouted to fill in the gap. To date, we have provided about 35 million meals to people in need. Really proud of that, but so much more work to do. Jasmine Crow is the CEO of Gooder one such organization that is leveraging technology and logistics to reduce food waste and connect it with needy individuals. The company does this by simply identifying edible food waste, picking it up, and facilitating a donation to a local nonprofit. They also work with organic waste haulers to recycle inedible waste. 35 million meals is an amazing feat. But 38 million people are classified as food insecure in this country. We have got to reduce the friction between those 108 billion pounds of wasted food and the people who need it the most. I would say there definitely are government policies that make it a lot harder to get people that
3: are going hungry access to food. There are places like Broward County, Florida, where you are actually seeing people get arrested for feeding the homeless. Thankfully, it's definitely getting better. There are states like California that now are making it illegal for businesses to put perfectly good food into landfill. They have to divert at least 75% of that food waste or that they can get fined. So they're encouraging businesses to donate food to people in need or to recycle the food. So we've really spent a lot of time trying to understand the objections and the challenges that
0: have for decades kept people from doing the right thing. To clarify, Businesses have to divert 75% of all organic waste, not just food. The requirement for food waste is 20%. But Jasmine's point stands that this is a great incentive system to solve a real issue. Tech can help here, but technology without policy, will, and accountability is just toys. TED Tech is part of the TED Audio Collective and is produced by TED in partnership with Transmitter Media. Our editor is Sammy Case, and the show is Fact Checked by Christiane Aparta. I'm Sherelle Dorsey. Let's keep digging into the future. Join me next week for more.
1: You're growing a business and you can't afford to slow down.